Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPA. Today, along with Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about the four key factors that can discount the value of your business. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple with Allison Rife Martin, CPA. What's going on, Allison? Well, you know, I can't believe we're halfway through October. Um, I've actually been uh, already thinking of how I can uh, secretly bring in lots of candy into my house that I somehow magically won't eat, but we'll still get to look at as we come up to Halloween. So, Who's the the candy eater, you or Phil? Uh, me, quite honestly. So, um, if you give me a good Reese's peanut butter cup, mm. yeah, yeah, I'm. A, I'm and then a, every so often he goes to New York and he brings back some amazing chocolate from there, and then just like, huh, you, you do love me. Yeah, that, you know that, that, that's my delineation. I don't, I don't call it chocolate candy, right? Probably because I like chocolate, but like candy, I'm not a big candy person outside of like Haribo gummy bears. You know, but like, Ooh, yeah. yeah, I love those. But chocolate and Haribo gummy bears. Maybe it's I got some German blood somewhere in me, you know, uh, down the road. But. I don't know. I have to say anyone who likes candy corn, whew, I don't know how you can like that stuff. I know, right? Yeah. My son loves it. It's I'm like, kid, who likes candy corn? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about more fun topics like uh have you thought about the four ways you can improve the uh, value or can, you know, keep, think about a great value of your business? Again, as you're thinking about the exit in mind, when you want to sell your business or you want to, you know, gift it to your kids or whatever your plans are for it, what are the four things that can really impact um, it, getting a discount on the value of your business? Yeah, and can, that's and, what I thought we'd talk about today. Well, and that's a good topic because I feel like, and you're probably seeing this, and we're going to get into it, but I want to set it up because I feel like as the world is changing fast, I mean, I know people that are like, there's two sides of change, right? There's like the innovators, let's call them winners and losers, depending on like what side of the coin they're playing on. Like anybody could be a winner or loser based on how they're playing. But I just mean, like I'm starting to see people that incomes are getting like chopped in half and cut because they don't have certain things like in their business and in their, you know, income, because as this change is coming, they're getting caught. Like Warren Buffett says, um, what he says, they're getting caught with the tide going out and they don't have any swimming trunks on, you know, they get, Oh yeah. It's like swimming naked without a, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of us, and especially this is one of those, you know, they, uh, the statistic is that 80% of all businesses that are put up for sale every year will never sell because they didn't have the right processes in place to improve value. And again, I get it. You know, when we get into the business, you know, we're not thinking I'm going to retire in 20 years or whatever it is I'm going to do. And we're going to focus on growing the business. We're going to, you know, focus on working in the business. Um, but 20 years later, 
the question is, uh, I'm ready. And the buyers are like, oh, that's great. Instead of that dollar you want, I'm going to pay you 75 cents. And, you know, what can you, what, what can you think about to put in place to be sure that you get the full value of your business for what it's worth? Absolutely. So what are those four things you can do? So the four four factors for that will can impact a or and bring about a potential discount on the value of your business is owner reliance. And by that I mean if you were to uh, to take a two week vacation from your business, had no contact, no nothing, and then you came back, what would your business look like? Mm. Yeah. And a lot of business owners are thinking, uh wow. <laughs> hadn't thought of that because I don't take vacations because I'm a business owner. (laughs) Or I take my laptop on vacation. Exactly. Or we take work with us and we're always on. And so that right there tells you how much the business is reliant upon you. And you know what a a potential buyer is thinking? There is significant decrease in value because, you know, the reason customers come to the business is because of of the owner or potentially because of the owner. Where are the customer are the customers going to stay? Um, you know, kind of a thing. So that's an important thing to think about. So, and why is this? What can you do to mitigate this risk? Start bringing in team players who can help you grow the business, or take over certain aspects of your business. Even if it were bringing in one employee to help you with you know key functions of your business, because again, the the buyer is going to be thinking, what happens when the business owner retires? Or leaves, where is the revenue going to stay? Mm-hmm. So that's an important one, which then leads into point number two. In order to mitigate the uh, owner reliance concern, do you have a strong management team in place? Again, if you're if you don't, you're what the business you know the business owner or the buyer is going to be thinking to themselves, maybe I'll keep them on when I buy. Or after I buy the business, do they have the where the wherewithal to continue to run into business after the owner exits? Because again, most buyers don't get in the business of buying a business to run it; they get in to own it. Mm-hmm. So they want to make sure there's a strong management team in place. So that's something that you should be always thinking about: is how can I bring in strong talent to help me grow my business in the direction I want it to go? Kind of thing. And, and, so, and, and I have a you, question for you on that topic, too. When you're thinking about sure. a, a, a management team in the current market where the cost of labor is going up because the value of money is going down, right? Um, can, can you think of some creative ways that you've seen other businesses retain talent, um, you know, if they may or may not have the cash flow to do it, right? I mean, the cash flow can be created, but, you know, so that might be an option, too. But, like, what, what have you seen done? So what you, what you can do if you don't have the cash, you can entice them with the idea of promise of equity. So you can do sweat, like sweat equity kind of a thing. So, uh, like I'd ask, you know, my business development person say for, you know, you help me grow the business, then I'll give you, you know, 10% of the company. And so that when, you know, when I sell, you would reap, reap the rewards and, you know, Giving them, giving them some kind of enticement of ownership helps them be invested in the success of your business too. So mm-hmm. that's one way to do it. You can certainly offer the options of, you know, 
unlimited paid time off, you can, you know, various and creative non-cash benefits that would be enticing to your team. Um, you can offer again, I think probably the best one for me would be giving you a share of the pie, you know, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What have you seen? Yeah, no, I think, I, I think though, I think, yeah, share, share of the pie is like one of the Best ones, right? L- lifestyle is important, right? And I think lifestyle is something that's important because you want to get ahead of the market. I think of it like investing, right? If you know the market is going towards providing more lifestyle benefits, like just give that as an automatic. But then as far as like, as far as like what you were saying, aligning our goals, if you say, hey, hey, it, it, as a business owner, I feel like you don't lose like what you're saying, if you if you promise ownership because you're like, hey, if I have the team, the business is going to be worth multiples more, and so and so I make more and they make more, and it's a win win. So I I love the equity, you know, uh, equity right. idea. Now, of course, you have to be, you know, careful in who you work with because what if they're like, I don't, you know, great, I get this equity, but then when the new buyer comes in, I don't want to be around. I mean, you really have to, you know be mindful of who you're working with to say, this is a strong person to run X part of my business. And they have a real hunger and, you know, desire to want to help me grow so that they can, you know, reap the rewards too. So just use that as part of your recruiting and retention, you know, options as well. Awesome. Um, So we haven't even got to the most fun one, which is making sure that you have a strong set of, or have financials that you see on a regular basis. Um, some would say at least a year, but why would you only wait a year to look at your financials? You should be looking at them on a more regular basis, like, I don't know, once a month, (laughs) 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 which is, you know, again, business owners are so invested in working in the business. They don't think they have time for it, but that, that financial report is a report card. How are you doing relative to your goals? Um, But from thinking of an enterprise value perspective, if you don't have them available to sow to a buyer, that tells them a lot too. That tells them that you have, you don't have a very strong, sound business operation that they they can easily step in and take over. So that's why that's very important to be sure that you have, um, like I said, someone who can regularly put together financials for you and can help you understand them, not just send them to you and say, hey, here you go. It's, hey, here you go. And here are some things to point out, you know, regular meetings with your CPA accountant, CFO, whoever, but make sure that you're doing it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I think just to improve the health of your business now, but obviously for later too. And then finally, and it would go back to our previous topic on uh, cyber, cyber attacks and, uh, relative to technology. Do you have standard operating procedures in place to run your business? So again, when a buyer comes in, do they have to reinvent the wheel to, you know, to get things to happen? Or do you already have the things in place? And it doesn't have to be the latest and greatest technology. It could just be something as simple as I have a checklist when my customer comes in that says, you know, do this, that, and the other stuff. I'm obviously, you know, with it, with moving into, you know, continuing to see technology really, you know, impact how businesses are run. You want to make sure that you've got technology in place, but do you have the processes behind it to back it up to make sure it runs efficiently so that you can focus on your business and a buyer feels confident coming into buying your business that it's going to be a seamless transition when they take over? 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, standard operating procedures are. I'm 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 super interested in you, and you took the thought out of my head. I'm super interested to see the intersection of artificial intelligence and standard operating procedures working together to like simplify, you know, simplify that process and codify it in real time, right? You know, because it feels like this big, this big thing, right? But if I had like a AI assistant that was beside me as we went through different process and it was able to like codify it in real time, right? And make adjustments as we adjusted it, that would be interesting. And I like, we need to do it either way, but you got me curious going, man, there's somebody building that. Pro- I mean, it's, 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 you're, you're, you're able to do it now. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's going to, I was going to say the, although, you know, with AI help you know, helping to make our lives better, the proceed, the, the technology is only as good as our ability to follow through with it mm-hmm. and implement it. Mm-hmm. So you don't want procedures that are so arduous that you're like, forget this noise. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thinking back to like cybersecurity, you know, if you make it so hard to remember the triple, dif- you know, the gazillion different ways that you have to <laughs> go through to access your, your technology, no one's going to follow it. Mm-hmm. Or just in general, like how do you as a business handle cash? If, if it's so, so loose that it's, you know, you can't track it. Well, that's terrible. But if it's so like, it has to go through three different people to sign off on it. And again, I'm making stuff up here, but just, just think that the technology is only as good as the person using it and the, and the discipline to keep up with the procedures. Oh, there it is, Allison. The idea just popped out. Like, wouldn't it be dope if, if you, if you had like a Rife Martin CPA AI assistant, and then you, and then you put in all the SOPs and then all your team has to do is go, let's, let's call the AI assistant Allison. Hey, Allison, I forgot how to do this deal. Oh, no problem. And then just tells you the steps and like list it out. You'd be like, oh, thanks. Instead of like having to sort through this 50 page yeah. document. You know, one great way actually to do something like that too, in addition to just like the AI chat bot assistant, you can actually record little mini videos to, you know, for your team. So like step number one, here's how you log on to your computer. Oh, here's how you complete a, here's how you package up, you know, a product for your customer. Here's the procedures to go through it. So then if they, you know, instead of having to come ask you all the time, they can go look at the video and say, ah, here we go. Here's how we do it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's yeah. another way to do it too. Yeah. But but that kind of stuff will demonstrate to a buyer, potential buyer, that you have got everything in place to, on how to act, to run the business. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely super important. SOP. And increases the value so that when again, when I when I want to retire, I can walk away with the the cabillion dollars <laughs> that I was planning for my business to be worth. And I was spot on because I implemented those, you know, four procedures or four items that I uh, talked about, which is, again, owner reliance, a strong management team, strong financials, as in, you know, ready to go look at regular financials and then just good standard operating procedures. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I think you just planted an idea into the into the metaverse that is uh, somebody about to make a bunch of money on it. We will call her Alisan. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe actually we could call her Alakan do it. Alakan. 
But let everybody know how they can reach you to pay you your uh, royalties for your idea that they just. Exactly right. Excuse me. You can reach me at my website, rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And I would love to talk with anybody about these topics for sure. Like we were talking about like business assessment to see if you, if you are setting yourself up for success when you're ready to sell the business. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks and have a great day. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.